Kamdu Bamda Airport in China has the longest commercial runway in the world, and it's twice as long as the shortest flight in the world, located in the Orkneys. Yeah, okay, sorry. I'm getting messages of things. I'll stop looking. Um, yeah, I mean... First first show? It's gonna, it's gonna go down. Yeah. It's gonna be something <laughs> you're gonna look back to and basically, well, hopefully laugh about it. Yeah. We probably will. So I, I do have a starting bit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort of relating to what we were talking about when it comes to swearing. No idea how we will actually splice this together. But if it were to be a cold open, I would just go, shit, fuck, cunt, tits, cocksucking motherfucker tits. No, wait, hold on. I, that's wrong. Uh, shit, fuck, cunt, cocksucking motherfucker tits. That's the seven words that you can't say on television. Okay, so we are all set now. So we are not in television, so that, that's good. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's, an, it's an old bit from George Carlin. And the great thing about it is that before he made that list, there was no list officially of what you can't say on television. So the TV guys basically saw his bit being aired on television and was like, oh, wait, that's a really (laughs) good idea. Let's take that list and say, you can't say these things. Depends on what television, to be honest, because it would be probably... uh, This is America. America. You can't fart sideways even to get sued. (laughs) That is true. Yeah, I mean, and I guess that sort of sets a tone for the podcast as well. Yeah. Sort of humor-wise and <laughs> swearing. <laughs> that On that kind of level, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, listener will be aware of what's coming, so... Yes, I mean, uh, I'm also reminded of uh, the, the thing that Andy Berkey used to say, like, you're listening of your own free will. Absolutely. <laughs> Which maybe we should ask him if you can get that stinger and put it in, uh, like at the intro as breaks in between. If you need to have some hard cuts, you can just like you're listening of your own free will. <laughs> now back to regular scheduled programming. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That should be a catchphrase if if he allows us to to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Or we can just take it and hand him, hand him a free T-shirt and he'll be like, yay, T-shirts. <laughs> or that way, yeah. Yeah. But okay. So, what you been up to this last week or something? Red, you're, I heard you're not full of shit. No, I'm not. I'm, if if I'm, you want to talk about it, that <laughs> is. Well, now it's too late. Uh, no, I've, we, I've, we are I've, the power of editing, come on. No, yeah, sure. Uh, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, um, I've learned a lot about myself uh, for the, this past week because I, I, I decided to take um, August off from work which was a very good decision and one of the perks of being self-employed. And I decided to spend time with the kid, uh, first of all, Um, then take time to myself to just rest and work on ideas and project and design instead of working full time. Also fixing my car, fixing my parents' car and fixing myself. So basically I had a full uh, checkup of my potato body and so inside outside with his camera everywhere just to see if everything is fine and everything is fine so that's good sounds but like fun yeah it was it was it, it was 
interesting uh, to be honest it was it was not that great of a fun but it went well no pain um, of any kind uh, just uh, interesting to be in an hospital and 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 enough people uh, look outside and inside of you uh, mm. so that's weird um, so in the end uh, pretty much everything is okay I will have to get surgery for my ankle in a few months week when I decide to do it uh, because it's gonna um, take probably two months to heal so oh. I won't be able to um, run which is a given uh, but also drive and and do a few things so I would have oh, to be shit. careful for yeah two months and full recovery is expected to take at least six months with physiotherapy and exercise and stuff like that so yeah I have to be uh, careful with my schedule to be able to put it at the right moment to be able to take care of the kid, wife and stuff that I have to do and not mm. to be uh, stuck at home and, and unable to move um, so that that's the downside of it but everything is, else is pretty much okay, that was the 45 year old uh, anniversary checkup, so that is done, yeah. I'm happy it's done <laughs> to be honest but uh, the, the the ankle was that you twisted your ankle early this year and no I twist, was it an old injury uh, it's a very old injury I twisted my ankle right. several times over the past fifteen years um, mainly mm. doing martial arts um, and it was a few times it was really bad like not even not being able to walk for a few days but I had to go to work so I had to walk and so no proper healing and stuff so I mm. had <clears throat> an auto CT scan I believe that's how it's called so they inject your product into the ankle and to take a scan a CT scan of your ankle to see what yeah what's in it and how it, it it's broken or not and turns out I have uh, two ligaments that are broken they would have to open my feet and to reattach them and to reinforce them with other uh, ligaments, like probably fake ones. I'm not sure because we didn't discuss it in details uh, right now. We will discuss it just before surgery. Mm. Um, so yeah, I will have to go through this, uh, which is okay because it's just the ankle. I will sleep for one morning. They will cut me open, do what they have to do. Stitch me up and I will be on my way and, and at home for two months. Are, are they going to use, oh, sorry, are they going to use the screws on your foot or, this or ankle? Are they going to use screws? I don't think they, they, they will use screws. I think they will just reattach the ligaments and put, I have I've no idea to be honest. Uh, maybe, yeah. Which would be I mean, that would, that would be the best part of it because you get to keep them. And I mean, I, this is, we're, ta we're talking <laughs> about medical grade steel. I mean, just imagine about the possibilities. That would give a nice knife. <laughs> and if I can, if I can beep in the airport, that would make me so happy because I, I always beep in the airports for absolutely no reasons. So hmm. that would give me a proper reason to beep in the airports and, 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 and I would be happy to do so. So... Yeah, I've done that this week, a full checkup of pretty much everything. Um, and today I 
did something that was a first for me. I did some zip lining. Is it called? Ooh. When oh, you yeah. go up in the trees and and do scary stuff uh, and pretend to fun. Not, the word you should not, be using is fun. Yeah. Fun, absolutely. That's it. <laughs> so that was the first time I had fun in the trees <laughs> since I was a kid. Um, I have to say I'm super scared of heights. Um, I mean, I was before going there. So the, the, mm. the old point was to not be scared anymore because I was like, mm, I don't like to be scared of heights. So I have to find something. And it was sunny. It was beautiful. The kid was bored. So we decided to go. It's not too far from the house. Uh, it's like a 25 minutes drive um, to the mountains. Ooh, and yeah. up there, we started with a basic uh, training uh, almost just above the floor, one meter or two meters above the floor, just for security check and, and learn everything that you have to learn. And then you are on your own and you go in the trees and your seven years seven years old kid jumps from branch to branch and to <laughs> eat trees to trees and he's not afraid. So you have to be the, the brave dad that follows without shaking. Why, why uh, try not to <laughs> shake your pants? Yeah. <laughs> So that was fine and it went went all okay. It was not that high. And I decided I was I was scared at the beginning because again I have vertigo and, and I'm very mm. scared of high since I have twenty-five. I believe that's something to do with my inner ears because it was damaged at some point. Um but it went fine. So at the end of the afternoon I decided to scale up the uh, difficulty of the thingy. Uh so it basically starts with a pink color uh, parkour then you have the orange yellow green blue uh, purple red and black so black is not for me i went to the blue one it was the mm. most difficult one that i did today it was i was at some point eight meters in the air which is super high for me but i did it i'm happy yeah. i didn't give up no no uh, eight meters is tall for every anyone yeah that's a lot yeah uh yeah I, yeah i hear you it was tall for me but uh yeah i was i was happy to um overcome my fear of heights and and it was um learning experience so yeah overall uh this past week and weeks i've learned a lot of by about myself and and hopefully uh, cured some phobia that i had uh yeah so yeah it was it was a nice week overall it was uh was okay. So which one do you want to repeat the most? Uh, the colonoscopy or the uh, no, height and trees? Definitely the, the tree thing. Um, <laughs> the colonoscopy. I, I would have to do it again in the uh, five or seven years because past a certain age, when you are over mm -hmm. 40 or over 45, it's a, a kind of a, a prevention uh, of... Um, yeah. Um, how it's called. It's it's a form of cancer. Colon so, cancer. Col yeah. Um, so you have to do it anyway. So when I said my, to my dog, I have um, stomach pain sometimes, uh, he was like, okay, we're going to check everything. So we're going to put camera inside your stomach, up your bottom, and we're going to check everything. And, and, and it was a good thing to check because they found nothing. So I know that mm. now the pain is caused from something else, which is probably um, fatigue and stress. Uh, so I would have to take it all easy or easier on me and, and not be um, so um, severe about the self 
reflected uh, pressure. Um, that's also why I, I took the August month off, to be honest. And yeah. yeah, so good month, good week. I know myself in and out. And, <laughs> and, and, and yeah. I, I, I think that's the title of the episodes. <laughs> what about well, the name of the podcast? That's the, that's the title of this episode. Like, Red gets to know himself inside and out. Inside and out, yeah. And it's clinically proven to not be full of shit. <laughs> I have pictures. <laughs> that's a, that's that that's for the OnlyFans page. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what about you, Ian? Yeah. I'm a little bit hungover, to be honest. Um, uh, so, but, but by the looks of it, but what you showed us earlier, it was more than a little bit hungover. Yeah, I mean, I, I had the um, two twenty pack of um, emergency chick McNuggets. So, yeah, the, the fast food to like soak it all up. No, it's um, it was actually like we had a great week, and my wife and I we were invited to um, Rheingau, which is like um, area known for its wine. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of ours is well, he lives in town here in Esslingen, and but his parents come from Rheingau, and he is um, they call it in Germany Kellermeister at uh, the local. Where to make like the, the sparkling wine or champagne so basically he's in charge for the quality of the wine like the development and the dosage and everything they do on the wine um and as just so as it happens his parents own a vineyard back there Ooh. so they had an official wine fest and we were invited that's a good friend to have. Very nice. Yes. Uh, turns out it's not just that, well, at that Weinfest, it's not just that they had a booth there. He's also one of the guys organizing the whole thing. Wow. So, yeah, it, it, it got a little bit long. It's actually really fun because the town itself is not that big. And um, so it was kind of like a nice atmosphere with like the local vineyards being there. Of course, we had everybody's like because we were the friends like visiting from like far away. So we had to try like every single one of those wines <laughs> or at least start. It, it was actually not that bad, but um, we ended up um, leaving there. I think the whole thing shuts down at 11 o'clock. But um, all the restaurants know about it and they just keep on um, partying afterwards. So what basically happened at the end was uh, we ended up at the restaurant or the hotel where we stayed at outside and there were like 30 people left and still like drinking on the terrace. I went to bed at one o'clock. I think like my my wife before me. and that was good. Like it wasn't too bad, but I woke up this morning hungry, looking for breakfast at like eight-ish and uh, there was still no one there. And the, the area where they served the breakfast was just deserted because turns out that the owner of the restaurant were also partying with the other people. Oh. And um, <laughs> yeah, so some, I, 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 it was mentioned like 3 a.m., something like that. So I'm glad that I, mean, I didn't stay that long. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's late, but it's not so late that it gets early again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's still, if you are looking forward to a coffee in the morning and there's just no mm-hmm. one there. So we did yeah. the only sensible thing. We walked next door into the next restaurant and just like used their breakfast area. <laughs> Basically, oh, you guys have breakfast. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sensible choice. Uh, they, they all know each other there. Like this, it was really fun. 
but yeah, that's um, I'm just getting too old for that. <laughs> that was just a little bit too much wine. Uh, and this was the whole of yesterday? That was the whole of yesterday. We drove there. It's like a three hour drive. We drove there in the morning, um, stayed overnight wow. and drove back after breakfast this morning. Yeah. So wow. it's like, uh, it's, uh, but it's nice because it's um, next to the Rhine and mm. the river. And uh, it feels like being on vacation because it's just a change of scenery. Uh, I mean, we got vineyards here, but there it's just, it's really picturesque and nice. So, yeah. so where in Germany are you actually? I don't think I've ever asked. Um, I'm in the Stuttgart area, like Stuttgart, a little bit, okay. a little bit south of Stuttgart. Yeah, about yeah, 20, okay. 25 kilometers. Yeah, which is some miles. <laughs> X number of miles. No one cares about the imperial stuff anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's all gonna. Be, this podcast will be in metric. Yeah. That so everything. As if everything anyone were going to doubt three Europeans talking apparel. I mean, <laughs> we, we could try, but I mean, I have no idea what a mile is. I, I know it's more than a kilometer and that's uh, it. One mile is 1.6 kilometers. Yeah. So, you know it, but I don't care. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it's not like it doesn't ma really matters at all. I mean, if people really care, they didn't have internet. Yeah, they I have. So, I mean, if they have not have internet and they have this, then something is wrong in the world. Exactly. They don't even need their calculator anymore. All they do is just like, what are 30 centimeters in inches? Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. What about you, Rasmus? How was your uh, week? Yeah. yeah. I, I've been doing stuff. Let me just remember what I've been doing. Uh, yes, I made knives today, or not today. I spent Tuesday forging four knives, no, six knives and hardening them. Okay. Uh, two of them uh, is um, for some kids, one for my niece and one for uh, a friend of my kid. Well, both of the kids are like three and five months old. Oh, okay. So keeping that, up with so that, keeping up with the Norwegian tradition of giving them a knife before they learn how to walk. Yeah, okay. so just wanted to say it's like the best thing you can do is just like oh yeah they can barely like they'll hold the knife that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I grew up with knives. I grew up with scouts. I mean, it took me a couple of years to stop carving my own fingers and starting with sticks. But I mean, you you learn after a while. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm like I forged a knife on. Tuesday, then I wrote the, on the book on Wednesday. Thursday, I did the sharpening of the knives and I started on the handles for the two of them. Uh, then I think I utterly messed up one of the handles, the only handle I actually started on, and I might have to redo it or I might have to try to save it. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, and then I did definitely things on Friday. Oh, yeah, I forged tongs on Friday for the classes I did this weekend. So I taught two people how to forge knives this weekend. Uh, I probably taught the cutest girl ever how to forge a knife, which was great. Uh, <laughs> she has a boyfriend, which is less great. That's a different story. Uh, no, it, like it's both of the people were fantastic. The it's it's the best part of our teaching. I feel is figuring out sort of what language the student speaks, not literal language, but more in the sense of how do I best communicate my ideas and my instructions to this person and have them 
like completed successfully with a minimal amount of fuck ups and frustration. Yeah. And oh, in his case, I would basically say A and B, and he will come back and say, oh, so we do C after that. And I would go, e- yes. <laughs> and then he just went at it, and she needs a bit more guidance. I was like, okay, so here's the whole picture. Now you do this thing. And then I follow up again and say, okay, you're nearly done with that. This is the next step. Uh, and that was basically just how she functioned. And But she did a, an amazing job at it, by all means. Like she was a twig of a thing, and she at the end was swinging the hammer like, like, yes, you Ada, I basically say. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think they're not exactly the same size. I think the the one I had, the student I had, is like a couple of centimeters taller. But if you can picture yes, you Ada forging, this is what it looks like, like a pure awesomeness. Even though equipment isn't really suitable for small ladies. Yeah. It was for both of them. It was the f- absolute first time forging. Yeah. 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 Okay. And and did, did you have feed, feedback about what the uh, their experience was at the end of the class? Yeah, they they both appreciated my well, not not to indulge my ego too much, but they both appreciated the way I was teaching it mm-hmm. and that I figured out that they needed the instructions handed to them in different ways. Yeah. And it needed to follow up in different ways. Um, which is really easy to do when you only have two students and my only job is to point and grunt for two days. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. I mean, it's really, really great. Not only just to show up and point and complain about things they're doing <laughs> uh, for two days and get paid for it, but it's really, really fun to take, sort of show people the magic of blacksmithing, yeah. take a material that is so unmalleable, so stiff and hard to work with, and then they show them that, oh, you just add some heat to it and then it's plastic, then it's plastilina, basically. Yeah. You can just squish it around and do whatever you want with it. Oh, yeah. Almost whatever you want. Cool. Um. <laughs> this is this is something that what, what I figured out is the first blacksmithing class I had was, like, it is fantastic and I love the feeling, but it's like, I think every blacksmith that teaches, there's like a little bit of the sadist in them, especially when it comes to knife forging, because they oh, yeah, give you yes. mild steel <laughs> in the beginning, mm-hmm. and they let you beat the mild steel, and you're happy, and you're just like with every blow, like you completely form the metal, and you're absolutely happy. Then they give you the steel they use for the knives. Yes, and you start banging on it, and it's just nothing is moving. <laughs> and you're yeah. just like, okay, yeah. what just happened? Yeah, yeah and. Uh, so my, my approach in that regard is, yeah, I do it again mild steel first, but we specifically, I specifically have showed them how to forge S hooks. Okay. Uh, I want them to at least make two of them because the first will be shit and the next one will be better. And that's what I tell them. Like blacksmithing is simple in a sense, but it's also complex. There's a lot of different individual parts to remember, but all of them are simple. It's just get the heat right and hit where you're thinking, basically. Mm-hmm. And then you add on to that, whereas, oh, I, I've screwed up this thing, so I need to make sure to do it that way to straighten it out again. And all of those more complex things. But it's, it is simple, and the craft itself, the techniques we're using haven't really changed in 3,000 years. If you just have better materials and better tools, mm-hmm. so make the job easier and more consistently. Um, but yeah, I, I give them the S hooks. They get the practice of stretching the material out, forging an even taper, moves on to bending it and forging. Uh, yeah, using only the hammer, 
actually, and the Horn of the Anvil and the Edge of the Anvil to forge an even nice curve to it. Uh, and then we move on to the knife steel when I've done a couple of that, because in my experience, they they learn to forge knives a lot faster if they have already done a bit of forging. Yeah, yeah, that's Because true. the process, it's it's a little bit com more complex doing the knives than the Essox, but it's basically the same process. You just need to be a little bit more specific about where you hit it and how you want to manipulate the material. Which is actually um, a lot easier with the knives, like with the harder steel. That's what I would like. Mild steel, usually there's more room for messing stuff up than um, with the knife steel. Like you, you can react to it. Like you see if something goes wrong and you can stop and correct it before it horribly goes wrong. Oh, you, oh, you mean you mean because the steel, the knife steel is harder. It is harder. It, it's your, more forgiving. Your mistakes accumulate slower. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That makes sense. Pretty much what it comes down to. This is how I felt about it because uh, with the mild steel, if you hit it wrong once and you got it like really on temperature, you yeah, you mm. have a hard time, especially as a beginner, to get it back into shape. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I hand them um, 12 centimeters of six mil square. Okay. And then we draw out both halves of it mm -hmm. to a total, uh, forge out tapers from the middle outwards to a total length of 20 centimeters, mm -hmm. which is a good exercise. But the tiny stock is a little bit tricky to deal with mm -hmm. because it goes cold quickly okay. and it can be difficult to start to learn to use the tongs and swing a hammer at the same time. Mm -hmm. But then again, I tried to use give some students like an 8 mil square and have them make a bigger Essook and it was equally problematic, okay. it felt like. It was just different problematic. That that was gonna be my next question with uh, total beginners uh, coming to your class. Uh, do they start using tongs from the beginning, or do you yeah. have them to hold the material with their hands at first and then use tongs? Because in my experience, for what I've done in blacksmithing, um, my hand is the best tongue to hold materials. Oh yeah, Obviously, yeah, absolutely. You can't uh, do that every single time. But you are um, so, so. I'm I'm always um, uh, more comfortable when I can hold the material with my hand and not with the tongue. The tongue uh, um, bothers me uh, when I mm. when when it comes to holding the material. So I was curious about about um, beginners co coming for for class. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it's all about practice and having good tongues. Yeah. Uh, I forged like four new tongues on Friday in preparation for the class. All different tongs just to hold flat stocks in different way mm -hmm. because that's the one thing I've been missing and I'm, I've been missing and wanting to make these tongs for two or not, two and a half years or something and procrastination is really fun until you have to do it <laughs> <laughs> yep uh, but but yeah so I, I made a few different styles of the uh, box tongs and like the u-shaped w-shaped things that clamps on the edges on the flat bar and things like that uh, I'm very nice, get good at gesticulating for an audio podcast, which helps a lot, I think. Um, what was I saying? I was saying something clever, Thanks. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially, especially the, the 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 girl I had in. She was fumbling a lot with the tongs yesterday, but today she just walked in and picked up the material straight out of the gas forge right away. No problems at all. Okay. Uh, which goes to show that it's it's basically just like getting the technique in mm. 
which as a beginner it's really awkward because especially when you're using a gas void because it roars out so much heat so if you start fumbling and you stand there for a long time you start to scorch your knuckles but as soon as you get a little bit quick on it or get the technique of instead of having the material deep in the forge and trying to pick it up from deep in the forge you just fish it out to the outside mm. and there you can sort of hold your hands outside of the blasting of the forge and sort of in a cool breeze yeah. and pick it up and take your time and it moves out quicker mm-hmm. um but i i have i when we have like specific coal forging going on uh, it is like in most of that's been like basic backspitting courses where they tell me beforehand that okay so we are building a coal forge on our old farm can we do are we going to use coal forges or are we going to use gas and I tell them if you want we can do the whole course with the coal forge and then I take them through and we start making a a fire poker because you will need that to manipulate the fire and pile up the coals and get the clinkers out and all of that and in that sense we start with a long stick of steel and we don't use tongs at all until later on in that day Mm. Uh, so that project is more complex but it's easier for them to complete because they don't have to fiddle with the tongs as well but then, of course, they had that roadblock later on anyway. So it's, and I don't think I think you're doing them a disservice by making it easy for them to not use the tongs hmm. if they are actually interested in learning how to forge. Yeah, I I think that's that's one of my problem. When I started blacksmithing, forging stuff. Um, I I I didn't use tongs right away. And now it's it's a handicap that I have uh, something, something yeah. that I need to improve and, and to practice more with tongues because I feel more comfortable just using my my bare hands or gloved uh, hand. Um, mm. So yeah, I need I need a better pair of tongs for once, uh, and then uh, use them more to get used to them uh, a lot more. So yeah, I would I would probably actually recommend that you if you don't have really good tongs forge one either you find some old ones at a flea market yeah. or you buy some professionally forged ones mm-hmm. just to get a feel of how good tongs could be yeah and then as a practice to making your own tongs you try to replicate them yeah good idea like either blatantly start steal the design and try to forge them yourself mm-hmm. depending on the style and size of the tongs that might be difficult uh but it's a really good place to start to say well i know what it's supposed to look like here's what i have yeah like yeah. is it correct or not and then, of course, you can always like say, no, I did. Uh, it's not the true copy of the one I have, but it works better for some things and worse for other things. Mm-hmm. So now you have a new pair of tongs that will serve a one purpose very good. Yeah. So. Good that, idea. Yeah. Yeah. Good shout. As <laughs> Are we stealing words from other podcasts? Why not? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's more like an homage than stealing. So it's a. It's a we love oh, them. we're trying to honor them by using Absolutely. their words. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's. I mean, I mean, they, they, uh, they will probably get fed up with us at some point. I think the, f- yeah, the fools guys. Probably. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Does it? I mean, do we want them to like us? I'm not sure. <laughs> not Steve, at least not Steve. Yeah, uh, Al is nice and Brett is cool, but Steve is a bit. Mm? Well, I, I can't deny I love him. But I don't like the fact that I, I love him. 
so, you know the this yeah. mixed feeling of I really love him but damn that's it <laughs> I, I'm not sure I don't know yeah Yeah, very kind of you to have the punchline while I'm drinking tea. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. And he waited for it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard him. <laughs> okay, well, so... I'm, I'm curious about a couple of things. Yeah? Well, I'm curious about a very great many things, but specifically, just... You mean today? Today you're... Curious about a couple of things. Yes. And in a general you sense, you are curious about a lot of things. Yeah. So basically, yeah, you I'm, have I'm questions. Always. Okay, good. <laughs> you, you know this, Red. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I know. Having uh, questions is great. Because May I talk now? No, you can't. Because <laughs> I think we're Bloody French great. people. Yeah, we are like this. Having <laughs> questions is great when you get answers. That's, yes. that's that's the only problem. Exactly. So I'm curious, do uh, and now that he thinks that like you're done, <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> start talking over him. <laughs> oh, this, this is going to be the best or the worst podcast ever. Uh, okay, ask at me. least on my expense. No, it's so. Do you have like one big project that you're currently working up against, up towards? Like you're either starting to do all the research you're gathering materials you barely started it something that is sort of maybe not the holy grail of what you want to do but like a proper milestone yeah yeah please i i actually do i'm i'm, I'm actually gonna pick it up tomorrow um Ooh. i don't know you guys probably saw that video of tyler bell where they used that old like dentist lamp Uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. One, and um, used for light for video light. Yeah. Um, kind of doing something sing similar. What I wanted to do for a long time is basically um, I was looking into like maybe getting a robot or something because I shoot all my videos by myself. Mm. So what I wanted to do is like get a little bit of motion. I never liked the um, how do you call it the, the sliders, the, mm -hmm. the video sliders for the cameras, just not yeah n nothing i like working with uh, what, what kind of slider you talking about uh, like the the automated one with the motors or the, just the one oh, for, oh like, you to mean to move the of, camera along yeah. and get pretty moving shots exactly so basically okay, being yeah. able to work on something not b-roll but working on something but getting a little bit of movement yeah Ooh. exactly but i'm just not never warmed oh, cool. up to them yeah. also um it is a pain in my shop Uh, to set up a tripod because there's just no space. I can touch every wall of my workshop when I'm standing in the middle. Like this is the size of my workshop. So mm. this is an issue. So what I got is basically one of those light poles that you can like mount to the wall. And that's what I use for the camera, but it's not the most stable thing. Like it's pretty shaky. So right. long story short, I've been looking on the internet for a long time to find one of those um, dental lights like the heavier ones uh the ceiling mounted ones uh oh, because i used to work with yeah yeah I, i used to work in the medical field as a service engineer and i know those gas springs in there and those old halogen lights i mean they weigh up to like six to eight kilograms so this is oh, like wow. they have yeah, enough power to hold a camera and they are especially they are manufactured to keep the position so they're not like springing up if you get the weight somewhat 
in the right ballpark and you adjust the, the, those gas springs in them, you can get like something that you can move into a position, you just let it go and it stays exactly in that Ooh, position. That's cool, so, that's this, cool. And this is something uh, that I wanna do now. So I'm picking actually up the, um, the, the boom arm, I'm uh, picking up tomorrow. Um, close to Cologne. So I, I made a little road trip visiting customers and it's like on the way, basically stop and just load it in. <laughs> yeah, so this, you know, and this is something that's gonna help a huge amount. Like still, not, maybe not like to completely to get like moving pictures or like a moving camera movement, but just to get different camera positions a lot quicker. Than, yeah, um, I mean, this got to raise the quality of level on your OnlyFans paid by a lot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the, the angles you can choose. I'd love to tell you. <laughs> I didn't want to go all the way there, but I'm glad you did. Again, so. bad, bad timing for me to be drinking stuff. <laughs> Revenge is sweet, my yeah, friend. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly, yeah. no, so this is something I'm, I'm thinking about filming it. Not sure. Like if I'm actually supposed to make a video about it, but it's something I'm looking forward to because this is mm. just gonna like up the quality of the videos a lot. If yeah, I may, I bet. you you should shoot it if you can or mm -hmm. want, and then you can do whatever you want with the footage. If you want to make a video out of it, uh, you can. But if you don't shoot it and then want to make a video, you won't be able to because you don't have that, any footage. That is you, true. you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's it's better. It's probably better to take a few more minutes to shoot something that you really uh, you are really interested in, and and have the option to make a video one day if you mm -hmm. want to do so. Then yeah, but there's, there's there's just not much I'm gonna do. Like with the video, there's not the, the making aspect is really small because mm -hmm. the thing comes completed. What I'm gonna do is basically just remove the lamp that is in front, mm -hmm. and um, I'm gonna draw up in probably cut as like uh, a, the the 3D model and yeah. at work like we well because I work for DMG they're making the 5-axis turning machines and um, also CNC full automated axis I can give it to one of the engineers and it's like hey I need that like milled out of aluminum here's the drawing and basically just get that made like professional with the right hole so I can just use my small rig and just mount the whole camera on it yeah, yeah. So there's not not much in the way of me like crafting anything on it. It's really I bought it specifically for that purpose, and I'm gonna get that stuff machined. That yeah, I'm, I, the, the I, parts that I need. I mean, it yeah, it it <clears throat> doesn't sound like it will be a build video. No, but it could be a really interesting show and tell, mm. or just sort of. Uh, ideas video just to show it off more like mm -hmm. i wouldn't say call it a vlog but more like i bought this thing i'm asking a friend to help me out this is what i'm going to use it for yeah i mean that in itself is a kind of a coherent video yeah true that i mean you just share an idea and inspire people to do the same thing mm -hmm. isn't that sort of what we try to do yeah yeah, pretty much. Or maybe I'm just gonna use it for like um, Insta posts or something like that. I just not like usually I like yeah, yeah. The, if there's a story behind the stuff I make for YouTube and like um, I mean there is a story yeah, in that yeah, case, well, but it's just short. It's not really instructional, and I kind of want to go a little bit in like the thought process in my projects. Like I'm changing it up all the time, mm. so um, I'm just not sure if that is enough. Like yeah, it's a cool idea, but it's maybe not enough to make a YouTube video out of it. 
No, but then again, I mean, uh, just a post or two on Instagram mm. explaining what it is and what you did. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's also very helpful for people. That is true. Yeah. So red. Um, yeah, I have a couple actually. Um, one is in the making for about two years, I believe. Um, yeah, it was probably two years ago. I picked up a very old, rusty, broken power hammer. Um, mm. In a, I remember. Yeah, uh, in a in a house not far away. It was probably five minutes from home. Um, this this the. Uh, old blacksmith passed away and and his daughter uh, was selling the house so we went to see the house because we are searching for a house to buy and there was this um, shop um, behind the the house and the shop was actually a blacksmith shop with anvils hammers uh, cold forge uh, and a very old programmer so it's a French I believe it's a Companion 45 um, and and it's been quite painful to bring it back home uh, because it, it weighs a lot. Uh, we were not equipped uh, equipped uh, properly to um, transport uh, this programmer and the best call would have been to take it apart right away and, and bring it home piece by piece. Um, mm-hmm. That would have been the, the, the best choice, I believe. But obviously, we didn't do that. We tried to... Yeah, we were the fun being that. Come yeah, on. Absolutely. Can't be sensible was, all the time. Yeah, we, we had so much fun during winter with this <laughs> heavy stuff and no tools and equipment. Uh, no, it was fun. It was, it was an adventure. I was, I, I was doing that with my, my brother and my father. So it was kind of fun to do. Um, and the guy give, selling the house uh, give, a, give us a hand to, to move it out of the shop. Um, just... So... There's Sorry, just what? so much fun, like carrying cold cast iron, like in minus temperatures outside. Absolutely, it was, yeah. it was great. It was great. No, but we we managed to finally um, bring it back home, and it, it slept there for for one year or so um, because I I needed to do uh, to attend to other stuff and and do other stuff. Uh, and now I'm I've started uh, this uh, restoration renovation I don't know how to call it so it's all taken apart uh, derusted uh, I need to uh, check on the motor or probably find another one because it's a big really huge 380 volts motor um, oh. with like probably 15 amp uh, so I'm, I'm I'm not sure I will be able just to plug it in the house. Uh, mm. I'm not sure I have I have enough power in the house to 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 feed the beast. So I yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah, uh, I would probably have to find another motor and another belt or make another belt because at the time it was a old uh, leather belt. So that's a problem. I have plenty of leather to make a belt myself. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's it's not very complicated. The mechanism is pretty simple. Um, it's just that it's it's a it's a big machine, and that will be my my uh, biggest restoration uh, to date. I've I've yeah. done a few things, but it was small projects, and and this one is actually huge. Um, and then I want I would love to set it up in my forge, but the forge is too small for it. Plus, when you when you install a power hammer, 
you have to be very careful. You have to uh, pour some concrete in order to absorb the the, the impact. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's it's so it's a, it's it's a very big project in itself. So I'm not sure what I will be um, doing with the Parhammer when it's uh, completely done. Um, two choices: I can just keep it until I I I buy my own house and install it over there. Um, or I can sell it if someone is interested in the area to, to buy an old restored Parahammer and, and money would be nice, uh, to be honest. So I, I, I don't know. There's also the third option. Which is? There's uh, one of who, <laughs> there's a certain person out of the making community that's just got a huge house with his own workshop in that's, the back. That's true. <laughs> and he's, yeah. he's not too far away from, from me. So Kiel, if... if Exactly, in yeah. like yeah. the, the upper Hamburg area, and yeah. I, I've seen I've seen pictures. Like I've, I have not seen over the last week, like every Insta story he posted about it. But yeah. man, that place is freaking huge. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's I'm, not actually, a house. I'm actually hoping to go there in end of October. Oh, cool! It's not a house. Yeah. It's it's called a compound. Uh, yeah. and, and and I'm so happy for Kiel because he's been he's been searching for a cool house uh, to to for months and and it's been it's been a nice story to hear him go there to visit the house meet the owners and 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 bond with them mm -hmm. and find this really cool place uh with a lot of rooms a lot of work to do not that much but on the shop it, it, it will take time but but it's it's mm. nice to see him now settled and 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 happy with his place and and yeah i i hope he will invite us <laughs> to have fun and work on it. I hope he listened to this. Yeah, I, I mean, he when he gets a compound, you sort of, I think you are, like it's mandatory by law to start a cult. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm very disappointed I haven't been invited to any orgies yet. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Absolutely. I... I'm 100% with you on, the, on this. Yeah, but uh, back back to the hammer though. Uh, you said it was something something 45. Yeah, Compagnon. Is Compagnon, Compagnon 45. 45. So is the 45 the ram weight? I've, I, I'm not sure. I've, I've been searching for uh, information about this, this programmer online. Uh, I know that it's French. I know that Compagnon 45 is the uh, name of the model. I've I've not I'm not sure about um, the, the the power it really has. I guess mm. it's it's um, I guess 45 is it's it it's the the power that it has because it would be dumb to call it 45 for mm. any other reason. I mean it could it could be like the British using stone for weight or it could be reference to pound something. Yeah, I mean, compagnon uh, just means a fellow. A, yeah, a friend, then, someone who yeah, works it, with you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I will. I will do. I will do more research and, and more <laughs> digging about that. In language sidebar, kumpanjong, yeah. uh, yeah. in Norwegian, yeah, it means uh, partner in crime. Yeah. Oh, so it does this. Same in Germany. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so it has yes. this, this uh, kind of negative or guilty meaning to it. Yeah, it's specifically in crime. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting because in French it's it's uh, a friend 
helping you doing something or doing something with you with no well if your meaning. friend is french and you're norwegian or german then it's probably in crime <laughs> yeah you're right exactly 100%. you're correct <laughs> can't yeah. argue about that yeah yeah but that, but but if it is a 45 kilo ram weight then the whole machine must be weighing like ton and a half or nearly two tons yeah, yeah. it's it's really big it's um it, it it is really big absolutely and and i there's on the side of the machine there is this old switch you know the this lever oh, that you yes. put up like when you want to uh put a single stroke or uh in frankenstein monster you know when you want to oh yeah yeah the, the, like a big popper proper lever yeah, to yeah, start yeah. it yeah okay. which is freaking dangerous because all the wires are exposed and you can touch everything um <laughs> that's, that's that's part of the excitement yeah but yeah i would have to uh, so it, it's on its way it's it's going slowly slowly because uh, as i said earlier i took the the months off work uh, to be with the kiddo and to, and do other stuff uh, but i will get back at it in september um i kind of announced it uh for summer 2021 and summer officially ends uh, september 21 1 1 1st 21st um so i still have time to do that and I'm working on also uh, working on something else, uh, which is a leather project. Um, I want to make another leather armor, um, quite different than the one I I, I did before. Uh, the, the, my first armor was the one inspired by. Uh, it was not inspired. It was exactly what I was seeing in the movies, um, not movie video game Skyrim. It was a nightingale armor. Oh, uh, as as possible, oh, yeah. I could make it. Um, and I'm super I mean, happy I mean, with it. that's that's like five stitches away from being a porn thing, though. Uh, it, it oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Nightingale suit of armor from Skyrim. I mean, that's scandalous, or well, it could be if you're playing a female character. Oh, in that oh, sense, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I made the male version of it. I don't remember the 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 female character version of it. But I don't remember it was that that the body was that exposed. It was pretty it's, covered. It's, it's maybe, was, maybe I had a special mod. Then. Yeah, Never mind. I'm, I'm sure yeah, you that, had. That's probably I'm what happened. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's, it's actually this is still one of the most like craziest things like if you look at the video games like if you have the same like type of armor and you have a male character and a female character that's that's insane. it's just like and you look at you look at the model of it and you're just going like they are really getting away with that yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And it, it, i mean when you have the armored bikini it's like mm, that might not be right what's I'm, what's what's the name of them um oh my god there's like um satirical they're, they're making like the youtube videos about like video games and just like about stereotypes and making fun of it oh, oh i yeah. see that um, it's within, or I've seen the meme of it or something. Yeah, and and there's and they, they they have like two or three shows where they just basically make fun of that. Do so you see the guy like giving like a huge pressed armor to a warrior, and then you see like the next one, uh, Epic NPC Man, and you see is that, the, is that the, the name of it. The, it it's, it's the name of like the the show Epic NPC Man is like the all. It's kind of like World of Warcraft based yes yes and and you see like the same girl is coming around just finish the same quest and just like yeah i take the breastplate and you see him like with the bikini like <laughs> just holding like she's going like what the f and then it just bleeps out 
<laughs> I yeah. think that I've heard recently that that uh, uh, female gamers are are starting to get heard about that kind of stuff, and and people mm. are, are are starting to get annoyed about that specific stuff, and they are trying to change the designs of of female character armor because it's it's like just not not fair. I'm sure all the uh, software games make, mm, companies will not. Uh, make proper hammers for female character because there is this sexy uh, aspect yeah. of the character that they want to preserve. But man, come on, guys, do something proper. If if it, you, and you can't get away with it just by saying, yeah, but female characters are stronger, so they get hit less, so they don't have to be protected as much as main. That's some that's BS. bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyway, it was. It, it, I'm making a male version of of an, an armor. <laughs> right, that's what we talked about. Sorry. <laughs> um, so the first one was was inspired uh, was the Skyrim Nightingale armor, and I want to create. Um, I still have to finish the the one I started about um, three years ago, uh, the Witcher three bear armor. Yeah, so I want to, I want to get it done. Yeah. It will be done. Uh, probably before December, but I have this stupid idea uh, that comes back to my mind uh, every now and then to make my uh, one of a unique armor from from one of my designs uh, a mix with material, not only leather. So leather would be ninety percent of the the armor, but also include some some steel. And some um, other parts that I, I I'm not sure yet, but something like cool uh, that will take Ooh. time because one part nice. of the armor is actually chainmail, uh, so takes a lot of time to yeah. very time consuming to to build up. Um, so that that's the that's the reason why it's it's a big project because making this chainmail uh, thingy. Uh, it's gonna take days and probably a full week of work for just this bit of the armor. Um, so yeah, that's that's also a big project I'm I'm working on, and and that's why I'm also taking my time to design it properly and to uh, mm. get all the leather and the chainmail and the other things that I want to use for this project um, to get it done properly and and for it to look cool in the end, I believe. So, I have all yes. kinds of faith in you. Thank you. Oh yeah. That, that's the second time someone tells me that today, which which is super weird. The 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 first you're the second one, and the first one I was eight meters up in the air on a tree platform, and the girl <laughs> from the from the 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 thingy, the guy the girl responsible for security was uh, looking at me. I was kind of hesitating to go on this zip line because it was really high for me, and and she shouted at me, "I face in you, you can do it," and I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> so I did it, and and nice, nice, yeah, it's nice to have people to have encourage you. you. Yeah, absolutely, mm. and and especially twice in a day. That that's great. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. What about you? Well, I, do you have big project and? Well, I'm I'm just about to start to move yeah. both apartment and workshop and everything that's a big one at the same time yeah that's an even bigger one yeah don't don't uh, mix them up <laughs> well <laughs> in my case that might be an improvement uh, 
<laughs> no, it's it's um, it's exciting. I'm heading out to a friend of mine's, uh, hopefully on Tuesday, uh, because he has a spare house on his farm and a blacksmith shop that he is using, but he doesn't know how yet. Nice. And he is really excited to learn more about blacksmithing. And it's like, well, I could rent it fairly cheaply and mm-hmm. it should be big enough room to keep doing the classes and bigger classes and maybe even start doing some social things of hammerins and trying to build up like more of a hub and do not like classes where you just show up and you learn stuff and mm-hmm. then you leave but more akin to the social aspects of what what basically we do when we hang out it's like oh we talk a lot we drink a lot we eat a lot and then we make even more stuff mm. and then we try to sleep in between somewhere mm-hmm. fast. Um, really fast Very we fast. sleep really fast yeah uh, and so that's that's sort of the bigger thing I'm working towards if is creating more of a hub for metalworking and traditional crafts near Oslo. Uh, which is more of a long-term goal than anything I'm counting on being able to do like right now. Mm-hmm. But that's the big dream I have at the moment to sort of... Oh, it includes owning my own farm instead of renting just a house somewhere and all of that, but mm. that's the big thing. Own small farmstead Preferably lots of forest and far away from people, uh, but near enough to Oslo so that people actually care to come. And with a good internet connection? Of course, always. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, create that hub of makery life and have things going on, not only blacksmithing related, but like, because I want to learn more things than that, going on to cookery things and uh, maybe sewing and leatherworking and like furniture making and all of all of the things that are kind of nice. cool mm-hmm. i mean uh even even 3d printing would be fun to dive into or metal casting uh, 3d printing in that sense to metal casting mm-hmm. uh, but of course my heart is more in metals than in plastics and wood so we'll see how things actually develop but could could be fun so the plan is for to rent for now or yeah. you're buying for your friend? No, you're renting. No, I'm, I'm renting. Uh, okay. I tried to get a mortgage early this year, and I'm basically missing just a little bit higher income yeah. for one year more okay. with the accountant before the bank what's, could actually give me uh, a mortgage. Because that's the benefit of being like small and self-employed and not really having a good sense of money. I mean... I have a good sense of business, not just a need to herd, hoard of money, yeah. uh, which means that the bank just looks at what I'm making and saying, well, this isn't enough for us to give you an actual mortgage. You're nearly there, but not quite there yet. Okay. Um, so even though I feel like I've been doing fairly well, it's not well enough in the eyes of the bank. So but in your new capitalism. Place- yeah, capitalism. Yeah, it's it. That's that's how, that's how it's called. <laughs> uh, in your new place, you will have to, uh, the opportunity to grow your business. Um, yeah, and get hopefully. get um, the money that you like for the moment to buy your your own place, right? Yeah. Uh, so currently, like this year, year and a half, about half of my income has been from teaching, uh, and that's with having about two or three students at a time mm-hmm. 
and that's been doing fairly well. I have a current, I think I have a waiting list of nearly 30 people. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. That yeah, that's, I've been really lucky that way. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I have, for some reason, have people come from literally all over Norway. Okay. Uh, the first guy came from Hammerfest, which is the same, which is further away from Oslo than Rome is. Wow. Yeah, it's the northernmost city in Norway. Uh, I had a lady drive some eight hours from out west and take up a hotel. That's some highly uh, motivated people. Yeah. Which, um, yeah that's absolutely awesome. Yeah, and that's what you do if that, you that, want that, to learn something. Those two occasions are not rare. I've had a couple of that. I had some Swedish lads in a couple of years ago to teach them some axe making. To be fair, before I was really good at axe making myself, but that's beside the point. Uh, they, they, they were really happy, it seemed. <laughs> that's what counts. Yeah, 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 I hope so. Uh, but yeah, so sort of the whole teaching thing, the social aspect of it is the most fun. Which also might be evidence in the sense that I have been working and living alone for a really long time. Mm. And even though I hate people, sometimes it's nice to meet like new faces. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Okay. It's it's exciting. And I mean I have ten days to move everything. Okay. <laughs> sounds sounds short. Yes. Not very sensible, but yeah. When do you start? Although, uh, I I am going out to his place on Tuesday. I hope to get help from my mates on Thursday and or Friday to start moving things. Okay. I have friends with big pickup trucks and okay, good. Uh, equipment to haul things, so it's it's more of just having the time to drive there because yeah. it's an hour or something away from where I'm currently at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's closer to Sweden, which I don't like at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Then again, I'm 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 actually hoping to go over to border at some point and visit uh, Nils Ögrand and Torbjörn Oman. Mm-hmm. Uh, briefly talk to them about it just as pandemic hit, uh, or last summer, I guess it was. And they would be like, yeah, yeah, whenever the borders open, please come over. And I'm really hoping I can do that. And I really hope the offer still stands. But yeah, we. We'll see how that goes. It's exciting, yeah, to say the least. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. So lots of stuff going on. I mean, I've and a new I've, podcast. Oh yeah, and and I tried to finish a book and oh, things yeah, and projects yeah. and orders and ideas I want to realize. And I mean, I have at least three sketchbooks full of ideas I haven't even started on. Yeah. Tell so. me about it. I have I have plenty of lists of projects and a few sketchbooks with drawings, poorly mm. done drawings because I, I don't have time. I just have to write it, this down to not forget this idea. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, thing. a lot of my ideas are on post-it notes, mm. just to keep them simple. Yeah. And just to remember the concept of it. Mm. I'm I'm absolutely not afraid of forgetting the specific idea so how many rooms um in your apartment are yellow like completely plastered <laughs> no comment i mean I, I cleaned up to have the whole thing as to have a viewing of the apartment now so i actually cleaned off the way but i had like a couple of corkboards just full with post-it notes 
not even hang up on the wall. They were just sat sitting on chairs. <laughs> yeah. Um, spiffy things. Are we doing that word? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh no! We not, oh, do we have to come up with a new word for that? <laughs> oh yeah, we have. Um, yeah. I mean, we have to find shouts? something. Shouts? I mean, uh, what's been catching your attention? What's what's been enjoyable in your week? Um, I'll start. Yeah, um, please do. I had I had a phone call uh, with Carol, uh, so the the wonderful Caroline from Pop Shop Berlin the other day, um, just to catch up and and exchange a few ideas about stuff, um, which which was great in itself. And tonight she is a guest um, of the podcast uh, Makers Waffle. Uh, so when oh, nice. this gets aired, if it ever gets aired one day, uh, go back to Makers Waffle podcast YouTube homepage. YouTube. And hit your microphone. Yeah, sorry. I, I'm not used <laughs> to have the thing in front of me when I'm talking. Um, so yeah, she, today she's a guest uh, on Makers Waffle. Um, so go listen to that. Um, and. I I'm I'm just blown away by her work. Uh, each and every time she posts uh, something about what she's doing, what she's making, uh, it it just amazes amazes me. Uh, it's just so stunning. Um, I've I've told her many times before that I want an exact replica of a sculpture she did probably two years ago of uh, face praying with it was a medusa so the whole the hairs were uh, snakes and it's like oh, probably yeah. two or three meters high uh, and yeah, I want that in my living room it's absolutely beautiful and every single thing that she does is wonderful so yeah um, you want that thing the big physical thing or yeah. print of it no I want the thing okay cool cool in my living room and basically can I can I, can I can I, can I suggest one amendment to it? Yeah. Make it a fireplace. Uh, yeah. That's... Oh, yeah. Carol, I mean, if you're listening I to mean, this, that's, we have to talk. I, mean, if, I don't know how it will fit with all of with the hands sitting there and the face and all the snakes, but I just imagine having the face above the fireplace and all the snakes coming out of it. Yeah, no, that's that's a cool idea. But in, 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 everything she does is is so nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well she done. Is terrific. She is, yeah, and this week she was working on brains, like. Yeah, I saw that. Fake <laughs> I mean, brains. I, yeah. I mean, I was scrolling through Instagram and I was just oh, brains. Oh, that's got to be. Oh, yeah, that's Carol. <laughs> yeah, that's Carol. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Uh, exactly. No, it's weird were, in a wonderful way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely weird in a beautiful way and a wonderful way, and and they look uh, uh, better than real ones. I mean, that's that's just insane. And I have you checked? I've eaten quite some brains when I was a kid because my mother. French. Yeah, first French. They, 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 first of all, I'm French, yeah. um, and my mother used to think that if you feed brains um, to kids, they get smarter, which is total BS again. But anyway, uh, that was a, an old habit in France to eat that part of animals. And and as soon as I was I was old enough to say it, no, I'm not eating that because that's not tastes not good and it doesn't look good. And it, anyway, I stopped pretty early. But 
yeah still i i understand that yeah we one day we'll talk about food and and all the bad stuff that we <laughs> eat here uh there's a long list so and i can tell you about a good old traditional soapy fish and sheep's head absolutely and then like buried salmon and wait other things yeah and Jan will take us in whatever direction he wants to take us with German food. Do you have good disgusting stuff over there too? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say disgusting. Um, like weird, just weird. Yeah, I mean, uh, innards are definitely a thing, like in all European countries, oh, yeah. I believe. Um, so I'm not a big, I, I like liver, but um, I mean, mm. if you're talking about, uh, yeah, bra also brain and stuff no, like no, that. No, no, just tease it, just tease it. You don't need to explain everything now, come on. Yeah. Just, just, a... <laughs> just okay. a taste, liver and things, liver. And innards. Liver. Innards, okay. yeah. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So yeah, Caro is my um, shout out for the week. Very nice. What about Jan? you guys? Um, a channel is something a little bit different. It's actually, uh, I don't know, it's actually a maker channel. You could say that. Uh, it, the channel is called Super Fast Mad, and okay. it's hilarious because that guy is. Um, I believe he lives in California. So what he's doing right now? He used to be an engineer for Tesla. And at the moment, he's putting a Tesla drivetrain into an old Jaguar from like oh. 1930 or 1940 oh. something, like the, the big one with like the suicide doors and stuff like oh. that. That in itself is already nice. But the best thing about it, that guy has such a dry humor. Like he's fluent in sarcasm. <laughs> so that's my language yeah yes. uh, oh it's just just watching him and he not only does those projects he also put a motorcycle um engine into a honda 600 or 6000 not sure the, 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 the term for it but uh yeah i know he's just fun to watch and he also does did some videos about um uh, what's it called pikes peak like the the race going up there and also in the salt flats that super where they have those supercars that do the races yeah. mm -hmm. so he's just like really into motor sport and everything i am not but having that guy explaining it or talking about it actually gets you excited and just yeah. like i said the humor is fantastic nice cool yeah. you need to send me a link for all of that yeah it will do and I would like to shout out the Maker Monster, Jake Walden, for oh, yeah. finally being back Damn, on that's YouTube. That's a good one. That's a good one. He yeah. got, yeah, yeah. He literally got a new face and a new workshop. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And like, honestly, whenever I'm dating someone and I want to show them the madness of my friends and the Maker community, <laughs> I show him the Maker Monster because he is so fantastic so hilarious and he's so cute in his honesty and what he tries to do Absolutely. and his delivery and his editing is fantastic yeah. and the absolute best part about him that laugh that's his real laugh yes yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah no uh, to make a monster simply fantastic human being or or is he <laughs> <laughs> no he's, he's great like that's, that's no, no, I think that was a good place out. to end it. Come on, it was a cliffhanger <laughs> ending. Oh. 
we'll have to work on that. We'll work on that, guys. We'll work on yeah, the, yeah. on the cats, on the cliffhanger, and the stuff. We, it's it's. No, I, I mean, I mean, as, honestly, I think half the fun is like me trying to run the show and you just being no, not at all. No, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, um, as I said, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Yeah, me neither. I'm just fun. being attacked by uh, mosquitoes because I forgot to close the window. So yeah. The way the way you were looking up, it seemed like you were being attacked by the sun. No, because I'm... it was suddenly so bright in there. <laughs> no, it's it's late here as well. I'm um, I'm on the same time zone that you are. And yeah, I... yeah, I, I know, and I can look at the window as well. It's even getting dark in Norway. It's that late. Yeah, I mean, late in the year, not in the day. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but no, it's more like you were looking up, and somewhat for some reason your camera was whitening out a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah I'm probably the settings that I didn't do properly uh, nobody cares we'll I'm just attacked by, by yeah. mosquitoes but, but yeah. I'll stop my recording now yeah Red, suck it up <laughs> now where where can we all find you guys Jan me me sorry me oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's pre it's pretty easy you basically type in nerd inventor on any social media being insta um youtube mainly um i am on facebook but don't think i'm gonna respond on that because it just basically <laughs> i never use it uh but all the other social media you can find me on nerd inventor very cool and red you can find me on every socials under red smith Instagram, the underscore Redsmith, uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, Patreon, YouTube, uh, Redsmith. Basically, everywhere you can find a black circle with a red R in it and a S, a white S in it. Uh, that's me. Cool, cool, cool. And for me, I am Rasmus Lewin everywhere. And Lewinsmeer.no if you want to see the proper blacksmithing stuff and are fluent in one of the Viking tongues. And I think that's it. That's it. We're done. No more shenanigans. Until next that, time. That, that, that was the first one. That, yeah. That, that's all, folks. <laughs> Thank you all, guys, very much for listening. And we'll catch you suddenly next time. Absolutely. That was fun. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.